Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast, episode three. I'm Jennifer, and I am so glad that you guys are here with me. Guys, I gotta tell you, I am having a lot of fun. This is quickly becoming my favorite time of the week, the one I am definitely looking forward to the most. So let's just go ahead and get into it. So no new dates this week. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's both a good and a bad thing, I guess. Good because I don't have any new disappointments to talk about, but bad because I don't have any new disappointments to talk about, right? I mean, come on. You know they're funny. You know that's why you're here. It's okay. You could admit it. It's why I'm here too. But I, I am, or I have been, uh, talking to a few guys on the app. Um, nothing too serious, you know, nothing that I'm even thinking is going to go anywhere, but uh, you never know. You know, it's just kind of some light texting, whatever. But there was one in particular um, that I was texting with that I want to tell you guys about because uh, he's a jerk. Um, Yeah, I I like telling you guys about the jerks. You know, I'm doing the work for you, right? I'm I'm out here sacrificing myself so that you don't have to deal with them. I, I don't mind. I'm doing it for you. So this guy, I had liked um, one of his pictures. And on this app, when you do that, if you uh, like or comment or whatever on on their profile, they get a message that says they got a like and it gives them the option of opening a communication. So that allows you to text on the app. So I liked his picture. He opened communication. We started texting. And I have to say right off the bat, um, I don't even know why he showed up in my options because he's young. He's, he's 42 and I know that my parameters are set at 44. So I, I think that's odd to begin with, but I told him right off the bat that, you know, that was the case that I'm, I thought he was a little young for me. You know, as I mentioned, I'm 49 and a half. So, and, and really like 42, I know what you're thinking, like, oh, so what? It's not that much, but he wasn't, I don't, he's not a a mature 42. You know, 42 is fine if you act 42 and not 32. But some of the things he said, um, his kind of current circumstances, you know, I'm not, I wasn't interested in dating him. And I told him that from the beginning, like, I I don't mind texting with you or whatever, but I'm, I'm not going to date you. You're too young. And he tried to make some argument about both of his brothers being married to older women and how um, it doesn't bother him. Age is just a number, blah, blah, blah. And that's great for him. But, you know, that's not the case for me. So eventually he said that that was fine, that he um, had recently returned to Florida. He had been living in Ohio for the last few years and really didn't have a whole lot of friends down in Florida. So he was fine with just being friends. So we texted and eventually exchanged phone numbers and had a phone call and that went well. And it was fine. You know, he seemed like he would be somebody that would be like good company. You know, he's smart. He's funny. But then he sent me a text um, a couple of, I don't know when it was, two days ago, I think. Uh, He sent me a text and he asked if um, his pictures on his profile made him look desperate. And I said, no, they, they seem okay to me. Why do you ask? He sent me a screenshot of a woman who had sent him a message 
And it, he said, if I don't look desperate in my pics, what makes this woman think she has a shot with me? I want to say to her, have you seen me? Ew. Uh, okay, first of all, there was nothing wrong with this woman. She she was a perfectly attractive woman. She was a little older. Her her profile, I, I think it said she was 51 or 52. I'm not quite sure, but um, but attractive nonetheless, regardless of her age. Um, but not only that, like him sending me her profile with all like her details and stuff, it, it felt like a violation of her privacy. Like I, this isn't something I should be seeing, right? I don't know. I, it just felt so wrong to me. Um, so I said to him, like, what, what's wrong with her? She's attractive. I said, you know, we're all just, she's just taking her shot, just like all of us. We're just all out here taking a shot. And he responded, there's nothing wrong with taking a shot, but you should know whether or not you're in the same building as the basket. It's pointless to even try to aim for the rim. People need to be more realistic. Excuse me? What What makes you think you have a shot with her? I mean, I, I have this woman's details. I almost want to find her and, and say, you should be thanking God you dodged a bullet when he didn't respond to you. This guy's a jerk. But also, like, uh, how dare you? I mean, really, like, how very dare you, sir? Who do you think you are? Really? Someone has an awfully high and unrealistic opinion of themselves. So I, naturally, had a very strong reaction to this. And, you know, because I've sent likes or messages to guys on the app and not gotten a response. And usually it doesn't bother me. You know, they're not interested. No problem. It's okay. I just move on to the next. It happens. But the idea that they would be looking at my pick and decide that I'm shooting from outside the building, it, that bothered me. I, I was annoyed. And so I, I just stopped responding to his texts. And he tried to like send me a couple of more texts that evening. Like, dude, I don't care what movie you're watching. I, I certainly don't care that your boyfriend, your brother-in-law is fighting with your, his girlfriend, like whatever. Don't try to pretend like the conversation we had just hours ago didn't happen. So the next day, he sent me like a really long text where he was trying to justify or explain, you know, what he had said the day before. And he said, for what it's worth, I didn't mention it before, but I actually did respond to her and that they had had, quote, quite a jovial conversation and just because he expressed his disinterest to me didn't make him an asshole. First of all, you're wrong. You are an asshole. Um, second, guys, I did not believe him. He is lying. He did not respond to her. They did not have a jovial conversation. But for the sake of argument, let's say they did. Let's say he did. He responded to her and they had a nice conversation. Doesn't that make what he did worse? right? He claims to have had a nice conversation with her, but then he turns around and sends me a message with her profile information saying basically what makes her think she has a shot with him. Yeah. Not only did I not respond, he is uh, blocked and deleted. So that's that.
uh, yeah. I just, uh, I wanted to mention to you guys, I know that, um, you know, the people who know me, they already know this about me, but if we have any new listeners, I thought I would just mention right off the bat, in case in, you listened to episode number two, where I made a, <laughs> a joke about Jeffrey Dahmer, the explanation for that is I am a murderito, okay? And in, most of you probably know what a murderino is, but if you don't, it's just someone who's a true crime addict, <laughs> I guess you could say. I, I love true crime. I listen to podcasts. I, you know, watch shows on ID. I, um, documentaries. I fall asleep every night to forensic files. So I basically take murder into my dreams every night. But, oh, uh, speaking of documentaries, if you haven't seen I'll Be Gone in the Dark, uh, the documentary on HBO about the hysteria rapist, original Night Stalker. Um, it's the Michelle McNamara, based on the book by Michelle McNamara. Guys, I highly recommend it. If you are also a murderino, you will love it. It is, it's beautifully done. It's so good. It is heartbreaking, but it and terrifying. But it's really, really good. I think it's uh, six episodes. I think it's six. So if, if that's something that interests you, definitely, definitely watch it. I loved it. I, in fact, I might rewatch it. But, uh, you know, because I am a murderino, whenever I leave my apartment, I make sure my bed is made, my dishes are washed, the bathroom is clean, because if tragedy should strike and I don't get to come home, on top of the total and complete devastation that I'm sure my loved ones would be feeling from losing me, I don't want them to also have to endure the embarrassment of seeing my filthy home on Dateline. Okay? I mean, I I do it for them. It's a service that I do for them. Because I cannot be the only one who, when watching Dateline, and they show like the actual crime footage, is thinking, Who lives like that? I mean, you know, right? You guys know. You look in the background. You see the filth. You see the conditions that they're living in. I mean, the the crime, yes, it's a tragedy, but uh, so is the conditions they were living in, right? I can't be the only one. And I just refuse to do that to my family. So I I also wanted to mention to you guys that, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about kind of what I want to do with this podcast and, and different segments I want to add or different directions I want to take it in. I've been um, sort of checking in with my family and friends after they listen for, for feedback um, or suggestions or whatever. Um, one of the things that I've come up with is that I would like to start adding your emails to the podcast uh, because guys, let's face it, the, the dating pool is going to dry up eventually, and it may happen before I actually meet someone. So if I want to keep this podcast going, I'm going to have to figure out what to do with it. So I was thinking emails, emails would be fun, you know, like, are, have you had successful dates? Um, have you had horrible first dates? Email, email them to me. Um, you know, successful dates are nice, but let's face it, horrible dates are comedy gold, right? That's what we want to hear. Uh, for example, uh, was he on an app during the date with texting another woman? You know, did he uh, cut and paste a good morning message to you the day after the text and forget to change the name at the top of the message? Both of those actually happened to me. So, 
uh, gentlemen, pro tip, always keep the salutation general, you know, stick to sweetheart, beautiful. Don't try to get tricky by personalizing it. It, it rarely works out for you. So yeah, if you have dating advice, I've mentioned that before, I'm definitely open to that. You know, tell me what's working for you in your in your successful relationship or how you met. I'd love to hear it. Um, or if you're having your own struggles and you'd like some dating advice, send me an email, send me your questions, and I'll do my best to give you my advice, but I'll also open it up to the community of listeners and let them offer their advice. As I've mentioned before, there there's nothing but love here, guys. You know, don't be afraid. I, if you want to stay anonymous, I will certainly respect that. I won't give away your real name or, you know, any identifying um, information on you. It's, like I said, that's not what we're about here. Um, but this is a judgment-free zone, you know, aside from the judgment I'm throwing at the guys who I'm trying to date. So, yeah, uh, I like to think of that as less judgment and more discernment. So... Um, yeah, if, if I get enough emails, I'll create a new segment on the podcast. So if that's something you'd be interested in, go ahead and send me your dating stuff. You can email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I, I hope you do that, guys. I think it would be a lot of fun. Okay, let's just get into this week's topic. Um, I thought this week I could talk to you a little bit about uh, the last time I was actively dating both on and off the apps. And that was back in 2012 when my marriage ended. Um, my marriage ended in the spring of 2012, just a couple of months shy of my 17th wedding anniversary. We had had a few stops and starts before that. We had split for a few months in 2005, um, then again in 2010, and then for the final time in 2012. So that last year that we were together was really bad. I mean, the end was almost inevitable. I, I'm sure both of us saw the writing on the wall long before it actually ended. Um, so yeah, it, in the months after he moved out, um, well, the first few months were, were pretty much awful. I wasn't sleeping. I was filled with anxiety. I was terrified. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to pay my rent, pay my bills, afford my car payment. You know, I, am I going to be able to take care of myself? I, I had um, pretty much no family living in the city where I was at the time. Um, I mean, I was kind of truly on my own, you know, and I was scared. I um, was, I was basically existing on cigarettes and Diet Coke. I dropped a ton of weight, not because I was trying, but because my body was just naturally burning off more calories than I was taking in because I was filled with anxiety. I, I think I was getting maybe three hours of sleep a night. Honestly, looking back, I, I don't know how I kept going. I think it was just adrenaline. But, you know, as the months went by and um, my bills were paid and I started to sort of settle in um, and relax a little bit, I felt like I was ready to date again. Um, and this was like fall 2012 
So, enter the poet. Guys, it was too soon. I mean, it was way too soon for me to be dating. I, I had... I had no business trying to get into another relationship that quickly. I I was so damaged, so broken from my marriage um, and the, uh, the stuff that happened during my marriage that um, I really should have been taking that time and spending that time and working on myself. But I was... Um, I was lonely. You know, I I was single for the first time in almost 20 years, and I, I didn't know how to be single. I only knew how to be coupled. It's, it's where I felt comfortable. So I, I interpreted that, that loneliness, as um, being ready for a relationship, and I, I was not. But that aside, I decided to take a chance, and I sent a friend request to... Um, a kid that I knew from the neighborhood growing up that I had had a crush on. You guys may be sensing a theme here with me and and crushes and Facebook friends requests. (laughs) But um, anyway, I I sent him a friend's request and I I think the reason why he accepted was probably because he saw that we had some friends in common. So he probably, even though he didn't remember me as um, from when we were kids, knowing that we had those people in fr- in common as adults meant either we grew up in the same neighborhood or we went to the same high school, both of which were true. So um, I sent him the friend's request and uh, he responds. Um, I, I somehow, for some reason, admitted <laughs> fairly early on that I had had a crush on him um, when I was, you know, in my teens. And, uh, he felt bad because he said like he didn't he didn't know and I'm like well of course he didn't know you know I mean guys you have to remember that like my my way of flirting back then was to stare really long and hard at somebody until they actually looked at me so that I could quickly like turn away and you know anybody surprised that doesn't work don't try it that's not good flirting advice it doesn't work um anyway so the night that he accepted my friend's request, we started talking and things kind of progressed rather quickly. Um, talking through Facebook Messenger, went to uh, texting on our phones, to phone calls, to eventually um, he would come to visit me. He did not live in the same city as me. Uh, he lived a few hours away, but he did come a few times to visit me and spend the weekend with me. Um, our conversations were nice you know I I, it felt like it was going somewhere we talked a lot about um, the future you know he has children and uh, what that meant as far as you know bringing me into their lives and uh, we made plans for the future Um, yeah I mean you know he was also going through a divorce although he was uh, further along in the process than I was at the time but you know he was just as lonely as I was and I think that that kind of is what fueled it and got it going so quickly you know I think we we kind of got addicted to that new relationship feel you know it's exciting and it it is addictive so um 
I know for me, it allowed me sort of swept, you know, swept, allowed, like, got me swept up, you know. So, um, yeah, so that went on uh, for about three months. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, completely unexpected, he ghosted me. I mean, like, completely fell off the face of the earth. I, I would call him, I would get his voicemail. I would leave a message that he would not respond to. He wouldn't even text me later with an explanation. I mean, he just was gone. And uh, I was devastated. You know, I was heartbroken. Um, it felt like everything that I had told myself when my marriage ended was true. You know, that I am damaged. I am unlovable. You know, because if this person who showed such interest and things were so good could do this to me, then maybe I, I really am just unlovable, you know, it seemed to just kind of reinforce all those feelings. Um, about two weeks after the last time I heard from him, I, I sent him a message and Basically, it said something along the lines of, uh, obviously, you and I are not on the same page. Um, but if I'm wrong, and if you have any interest in seeing where this could go, you only need to say three little words. Guys, not those three little words. I, I knew that this was, you know, the beginning of a relationship. I was not expecting him to pledge his love to me. But all I wanted him to say all he would have had to say at that time to express an interest in seeing where it could go, not even a full commitment, but just, okay, let's see where this could go. All he would have had to say was, I miss you. And I would have been willing to see where it could go. But he didn't respond. So, you know, we're still Facebook friends. I'll occasionally get a message from him you know usually it's like happy whatever holiday you know he did send me a birthday message um a few months after that message that i had left for him saying he hadn't forgotten about me <laughs> really okay and uh yeah he'll, he'll occasionally say he'd like to come visit me in florida but i i don't encourage that um for a lot of reasons, not the least of which being I'm, I'm pretty sure he has a girlfriend. Although whenever I ask about her, he says he doesn't know. He's not sure what she is. Really? Okay. Does she know that? Because I'm sure she thinks she's your girlfriend. She's all over your Facebook page. But whatever. Dude, she's your girlfriend. Um, you know, looking back on it now, all as painful as it was at the time, I have to be honest and say, I, I really don't blame him for ghosting me, you know. Um, in the words of Carrie Bradshaw, I was uh, emotionally slutty. I shared too much too soon. And I think that uh, maybe he felt I was a little too needy or that I was uh, pushing for things to go a little faster than he was comfortable with. Um, I just wish he would have had the courage to say that to me at the time, you know, that would have been fine. At least I would have known. At least I wouldn't have filled in the blanks, you know, because 
it hurt. You know, it did. I, I'm just going to be honest. It, it hurt bad. With you know, with my marriage had failed, and now this, whatever this was, was over, before I'd even had a chance to start, and and I was very hurt by that. So, uh, pro tip number two, gentlemen, listeners, do not do this. Tell the truth, no matter how hard it is. Face it. Whatever your reasons are for ending a relationship, just tell her. Because believe me, they are way less hurtful than what we are telling ourselves. You know, rule number one, don't be a jerk. Rule number two, don't be a coward. Just just tell her. Don't let her fill in the blanks for herself. So, yeah, it took me a few months to, to kind of heal from that, but... Um, after the poet, there was the neighbor. And I got to say, guys, I blame the neighbor on the poet because <laughs> this was a mistake. This was a truly bad decision on every level. But I I am just going to go ahead and say it. I, I needed the ego boost. I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. And he was giving it to me. It was um, basically a lot of flirting. Uh, but he he was married. And it's not something either one of us should have been doing. Um, yeah. Um, but he gave me a lot of attention. And I got addicted to it. Uh, I, looking back now, you know, I'm not proud of it. But it, it's what happened, and I, I want to be open and honest with you guys. Uh, eventually, um, as I said, you know, it was, it was just basically a lot of flirting, but still, you know, it wasn't right. Um, eventually, we both knew that. We faced that, and, and uh, he came over, and we had a discussion, and we talked about how wrong it was and how um, I had been cheated on, and... I would never want to do that to another woman. I know how much that hurts, how devastating that is, how that can break a relationship, you know, to the point of no return. And I did not want to be responsible for uh, in any way hurting his wife or ending his marriage. So, and of course, he agreed. Um, so we, we ended it. And uh, that was that. And, and I got to say, guys, you know, like I said, that was a big mistake. And I'm, I'm grateful that I only had one big mistake because that time in my life, I was spinning. I, I should have been in therapy, you know, I, I was, um, I was out of control. I was making a lot of wrong choices. I was, oh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't justify them. You know, I'm just ex just explaining. That's all. Don't don't think I'm trying to give myself a pass. I'm not. Um, certainly learned from them. I wouldn't make those mistakes again. So I guess, I guess that's something. Anyway, a few months after that, I uh, I got on the dating app that my niece had told me about, and I had a few uh, unsuccessful dates. Um, I I think that's why I'm sort of taking this current string of disappointments in stride. You know, it's just, it's how 
the dating app world works. You take a chance, it works or it doesn't, and keep trying or you don't, you know. But that's all it is, just kind of a crapshoot. But um, I had one guy who, uh, after our date, deleted his app, like, immediately, like, that night. <laughs> I, I had another guy who uh, took one look at me and said, and I quote, well, at least you didn't lie in your profile. Your body is average. Right? And, okay. Uh, I had a third guy who didn't even bother showing up. It took me about 20 minutes of sitting by myself in the coffee shop to realize he wasn't coming. So that was embarrassing. But eventually I, I met the guy that I was with for six years. So, and, you know, those six years, some of them are really great. Um, I I always thought that I would not marry again, you know, that I, I didn't uh, want to be married again. But... Um, I think what I'm realizing or what I realized was that I, I didn't want to marry him. You know, I'm not opposed to it. I, I would like to uh, meet someone who I will spend the rest of my life with. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to be married, but, you know, certainly in a in a committed relationship to each other. Um, yeah, I, I that relationship, the relationship that I just came out of, I, I stayed in that relationship too long. But um, I think what kept me there was that we, we, we were good friends. Like, you know, we, we genuinely enjoyed each other's company, especially in the beginning. Oh, man, we laughed. We, oh, we laughed all the times. So we, we used to say we were two halves of a whole idiot because, you know, we just had so many, like, private, inside, idiotic jokes, you know. And things just changed when we moved to Florida. We grew, we started to grow apart. Um, hmm. I, I'm, guys, I'm just now realizing that if we hadn't moved to Florida, we'd probably still be together. And uh, as you know, I am a strong believer in God and fate and destiny. And I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. So, yeah. Anyway, the um, the last two years of the relationship, uh, after we had moved to Florida, we, we were definitely drifting apart. Um, and I really, I felt like I was, I was losing, you know, my sense of self. Like I, it was as if I didn't recognize myself anymore. I, uh, I, I remember having many conversations with him where I, I said, you know, I, I feel like I need something for me, you know, that's mine. Like he had golf and he was uh, on a golfing team. So once a week he would get together with this group of guys that he, you know, was good friends with and they would play golf. And um, that was kind of like his thing, you know, and I didn't have that. I, I, I didn't have anything even close to that. Everything about me was work or him, you know. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. Work or him. That was my life. And I, I was like, okay, but wh where am I in this? You know? So, guys, I mean, in fact, one night I remember I had a dream where I was sort of, um, I, was, I was standing and I was looking down at my body and my body looked like it was made of Legos. 
And there were pieces of me, like chunks of me, breaking off and just like floating away. And I was reaching out for them, like not, you know, anxiously or, you know, anything, just kind of like casually, oh, wait a minute, that that goes there. And let me grab this piece. This, this piece, I think, came from here. And I was trying to put the Legos back where I thought they went and they wouldn't fit. And I was like, like twisting them and they would kind of half go in. And it was like, okay, well, that's good enough, I guess. Let's get another piece. And, you know, <laughs> guys, I mean, I've never really been that much of a symbolic dreamer. I mean, my, my dreams are fairly easy to figure out, but that was definitely for sure. You know, I think we all know what that dream was about. But in, in the end, um, there were too many obstacles to overcome in that relationship. Um, and uh, staying wouldn't have been fair to either one of us. So I don't know if I'll ever get married again. I, I mean, I'm I'm not really in a rush to, um, you know, plus, uh, there is a very specific set of circumstances within which the proposal would have to take place. And I can guarantee that it's never going to happen that way. So, uh, but if it did, I would say yes. And, uh, at, at this time, there is only one other person on planet earth who knows what those circumstances are. And she's not telling anybody. So, not something I have to worry about. Okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for coming back for episode three. I hope that you're having as much fun as I am. Um, the plan is for this to be a weekly podcast. It'll come out on Thursdays. And I will continue to do it for as long as I have people who want to listen because I am loving doing this. I am having a ball. So... Don't forget to uh, join the Facebook group, my so-called midlife podcast. Again, it's a private group, so you have to request to join, but I will go ahead and just accept your request. Um, so join the Facebook group. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. That's Jenny with an I, J-O-Y 316. Um, if you take a screenshot while you're listening to the podcast and add it to your Insta stories, go ahead and tag me like my niece did a couple of weeks ago. Thank you, baby. Um, I'd love to see who's out there listening. That'd be great. Um, also, don't forget to email me your dating stories or questions about dating at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast, share it with your friends, you know, post it on Facebook, put it in your Insta stories, you know, I, we want to grow this community. I love having you all here, but the more the merrier, you know, so we can really all be involved and in laughing at me. I'm fine with that. Oh, guys, one last favor, if you would, um, please don't skip the ads. I, I know they're a pain. I know they suck. But it, listening to the sponsors is what keeps a podcast going. So if you would, please don't skip the ads. Um, thank you. And um, remember, the podcast is currently available to listen for free on Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast. And now it is on Apple Podcasts. You guys, I feel so legit. That uh, you can uh, also download the Anchor app at anchor.fm. Uh, there's other podcasts on there, of course, not just mine. So if you can download that app and listen to your podcast there. 
And uh, we're getting new platforms all the time. So I'll try to keep you up to date on where uh, the podcast is available. Okay. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Thank you.